Welcome to The Creative Crossing, episode four. As someone who is always looking to learn something new, I have to say I am super pumped for today's episode because I will be interviewing my partner in crime, Aaron, to ask questions about a creative software he knows like the back of his hand. Meanwhile, it's pretty foreign to me. I am not really the gambling type, but even still, I am willing to bet at some point in your life, you have heard of the ever popular tool, Photoshop. I'm also willing to bet that if you're like me, you may have even opened up Photoshop once or twice thinking you could dive right in and just sort of pick it up. Realistically though, the first time you open Photoshop, it can be a little intimidating. The tool can do so much, but it's also really easy to click around, become quickly confused, not understand why all of a sudden you have a dozen layers going on, what the heck even are layers anyway, and within 10 minutes, you're likely picking up your phone ready to call or text the freelance designer you met a while back and just get a quote for the job you thought you might be able to do yourself. So if you are like me and you are brand new to Photoshop, or maybe you already feel pretty comfortable using it, but you want to learn a little bit more from a Photoshop master like Aaron, then I welcome you to listen in to today's Q&A session on getting started with Adobe Photoshop. Click, click, and let's go. Hey there, I'm Aaron. And I'm Brianna. And together we'd like to welcome you to The Creative Crossing. A podcast where business smarts and creative hearts come together to help take you and your business to the next level. Each week, we'll discuss topics around creative entrepreneurship, building brands, and the ever-changing industry of graphic design. We'll also explore business best practices, technical tips, and all the best resources for boosting your creative process. So if you're ready to show up and make things happen, then let's dive straight into today's episode of The Creative Crossing. Okay, first off, thank you so much, Erin, for being willing to sit down with me and talk about what I know is probably a tough topic for you, Photoshop. Of course. Tough, I'm not so sure, but I love Photoshop, so this is going to be a great episode. (laughs) Honestly, the second I told Aaron I was wanting to learn Photoshop and also wanted to make a podcast episode about it where he could answer all of my initial questions, he was literally smiling ear to ear because this is something he has been plotting and probably praying for for years. Ever since he realized that I survived college and advertising classes with the use of Microsoft Paint, he has been dying to get me to catch on to the creative suite. Which, as sad as that is, (laughs) I am probably still very impressed that you came up with what you did in Microsoft Paint. This also tells me that once you get the hang of Photoshop, you're going to be coming out with some pretty epic work. Awesome. Thanks. I appreciate your confidence in me. So... Before we get into all the questions I have, and to help our audience get to know you a little bit better in terms of your credibility on Photoshop, talk about your history of working with the tool. So when did you get started? How has your experience working with it evolved since way back then? Oh, gosh. I've worked with Photoshop a little over 16 years, and with photo editing itself even longer. I first fell in love with Photoshop back in high school in my multimedia class, and it's been a part of my life ever since. After high school, I got my bachelor's degree in graphic design, and I've been working in the field for over a decade. It was just within the last couple of years, though, that I decided it might be a good idea to become an Adobe Certified Expert to add credibility to my skills. Now, when it comes to the evolution of my experience with Photoshop, I went from swapping heads on bodies in high school to creating websites and promotional materials and photo retouches, all the typical commercial uses for Photoshop, basically. Awesome. So you mentioned that you are considered a certified Adobe Photoshop expert. What exactly does this certification mean? And 
Is it even necessary for someone to get certified to be considered strong in using Photoshop in the industry? So Adobe has this certification program that tests your Photoshop knowledge on a very advanced level. And if you pass Adobe's test, they give you a badge that denotes that you are a certified expert. This certification is useful in many ways, as it's an official acknowledgement from Adobe that you know this particular software on an expert level. For those looking for a job, this certification is a great way for potential employers to see that you have the skills and knowledge required to do a specific role. I know that some designers don't necessarily have a four-year degree, so having this certification is a great replacement for showing mastery of the program. Another reason to take the test would be to establish authority on the subject, which is why I took it. Reputations take a while to build, and if you have something like this tied to your name, when people work with you, they know right away that you are a viable source of information. Okay, so I know way back when most people would buy Photoshop outright, or whatever Adobe tool they needed, it came with a pretty steep price. But nowadays we have the Creative Cloud monthly subscription. I know that because it shows up on my credit card every month. Um, But that means that we have access to a bunch of Adobe products downloaded straight to our computer. I'm not totally sure I understand the differences between each of the different design tools we use though. So can you tell us what is the primary use of Photoshop and when would I personally know to use Photoshop versus Illustrator, InDesign, or even Lightroom? This is a great question. So Photoshop is a tool that is used for photo editing and image manipulation. The software can also be used to create promotional material for both web and print mediums. Now, like you said, there are other programs that Adobe creates that should be used in certain situations. For example, I wouldn't use Photoshop to design a logo. I would use Adobe Illustrator for logo design because Illustrator creates vector graphics rather than the raster graphics that Photoshop makes. And if I were laying out a book, I would most likely design the cover of the book in Photoshop, but lay out all the text in a program called InDesign. InDesign is primarily used for multi-page layouts. Knowing what program to use is usually based purely on the project itself. So Adobe has done a great job with providing software for every project type, basically. And the great thing about using Adobe software is that you can use files from each program with one another. Now to address what you said earlier about purchasing software from Adobe, yes, it used to cost an arm and a leg to get a license to use the software, and even then, you wouldn't have access to all the software that Adobe offers. I loved when Adobe switched to their subscription model because they made access to their tools so effortless. It used to be that you would have to pay upwards of $1,800 for a license to use Photoshop, Illustrator, and InDesign. And now for a monthly cost of just $52, you get access to every program that Adobe creates. And even still, if you wanted just a couple of programs, you could get a pretty decent monthly rate. If you're freelancing, it totally pays for itself and can be used as a business expense come tax season, too. So if you're on the fence about subscribing or even about using Photoshop, I'd say use their 30-day trial and see how you like it. If it turns out that Photoshop isn't your cup of tea, no harm done. Just unsubscribe and move on. There are also plenty of free photo editing solutions out there, but none of them are as industry standard as Photoshop. 
Thank you for that tip with the 30-day free trial. It kind of reminds me of my 30-day download I did for the Hallmark channel where I wanted to see whether or not I wanted to pay the $60 a year monthly subscription, which in comparison to Photoshop is still pennies. But um, I think that's a, a great way to try out the tool without having to fully commit, especially if you are brand new and don't already have it accessible in your household. So that's a great tip. All right, next question. I probably already know the answer to this is to some extent, but I feel like it's an important one to ask to get your perspective on it based on your experience in the industry. Is Photoshop mainly just for graphic designers? So the short answer is no. Photoshop is so diverse in the sense that it can be used by so many different types of creative people. Photographers can use it to edit their photos. 3D animators can use Photoshop to create new textures and skins. And user experience specialists can use it to create wireframes. So no, graphic designers aren't the only people using Photoshop these days. I mean, Joe Schmo can use Photoshop to create a Christmas card. It's definitely not a designers only kind of tool. Perfect. Or it can be people like me who just want to have the freedom to create graphics for themselves without always having to ask their husband to do it for them. That is absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that when you are working with Photoshop, there are different file types that I see you working with and saving um, onto your cloud. Normally, I think of just working with JPEGs and PNG images since I'm not the one usually creating the images. But can you talk to us about what are the different file types I will be working with once I start using Photoshop? And do you have any tips or best practices for keeping all of your files organized? Yeah, of course. So JPEGs and PNGs are file formats that you will be working with, but those are file formats that Photoshop will be exporting. So the primary document type that you'll be working with is a PSD, and that stands for Photoshop document. So your Photoshop document is what you will be using to maintain your layers and editable effects and stuff like that. So if you ever need to make a change, you can. It also has been best practice of mine to keep my PSDs separate from any files that I export. For example, if I'm designing a poster in Photoshop and my client needs a JPEG and a PDF, I will create a folder labeled JPEGs and a folder labeled PDFs, and then I will keep them in the same folder as my PSD. His file organization, you guys, even for the Creative Crossing, we have a, a shared cloud file that we work out of. It's very organized. But I will say that as someone like me, where I'm going in and just trying to find the images to be able to share either on our social media or plug into one of our emails, it does make it really easy to find exactly what it is I'm looking for based off of where I'm going to be sharing the, the information. It does. And you know what? If you're not organized from the get-go, it can get really messy really fast. So having a great file architecture in place really helps whenever you're jumping into Photoshop or any other creative software. You can find exactly what you need and just kind of move on with your project and get started. Okay, so my next question. Think back to that story earlier I told of opening up Photoshop and then somehow ending up with a bunch of confusing layers. That's actually a real life experience I had back when I took a photography course and I tried to take my digital images and get fancy with them on a computer doing a bunch of edits. It's been quite a few years since I took that class, and I definitely still see myself as a complete beginner. So can you sort of walk me through the main sections or areas and tools in Photoshop? Kind of like giving somebody a tour of a building on their first visit so that they don't get lost. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Photoshop can be a little confusing at first, but it, they, it all boils down to like five 
primary sections. So um, let me just kind of walk you through it from the get-go. So whenever you uh, load Photoshop, you're going to come to a home screen that will show you all your recently worked on documents, as well as some links to tutorials on Adobe's website. And then right there on the left-hand side of the screen, you're going to see two options that will allow you to either open up an existing document or start a new one. So if you start a new document, you're going to be greeted with this dialog box with a bunch of fields in it, asking you a lot of different questions like what's the name of your document or how big do you want the canvas to be things like that and remember nothing you put here is permanent so if you type something that you have to change later you can no fears <laughs> I know that opening up a Photoshop document or starting from scratch can be a little daunting because I, I was there once you know so once your document has been created like I said there are five main sections that you need to really get acquainted with all the way to the left, you're going to see your tools. These tools are often used directly on your canvas to manipulate the pixels. And then smack dab in the middle, you're going to see your canvas. And this is the big white space that you'll be staring at <laughs> before you start designing. So anything that can be seen on your canvas will be exported whenever you save it as a JPEG or a PNG, whatever the project calls for. And then right above the canvas, you'll find your tool settings. So these settings are going to change depending on the tool that is selected from the left toolbar that I mentioned earlier. So if you grab the black arrow tool, all the settings for the black arrow tool will be in that top area. Now above your tool settings, all the way to the top of the program, you'll see your menu options starting with file and edit. So these menu options house so many different methods of manipulating the pixels that are going to appear on your canvas. So oftentimes I'll find myself trying out a new filter or something like that and you're going to find those in those menu options. Now last but definitely not least is Photoshop's property panels all the way to the far right of the screen. These panels hold options that affect elements like color and typography and more. They have the ability to change according to the tools you've selected. So a lot like your tool settings, whenever you select a different tool, your properties are going to change as well. Um, the properties panel is also going to be where all of your tool windows are going to appear. And you'll be able to access your tools from that file menu up there at the top of the program, like what I had mentioned earlier. So really, if you've mastered these five areas and you know what each area does in a sense, you, you've already kind of got a leg up on the whole program as a whole. So I would say practice those five areas and figure out what each area does, and you'll be well on your way to becoming a Photoshop ninja. Awesome. And serious kudos to you because... We are doing this all through a podcast episode, so I know it must be difficult to explain the different areas of Photoshop without having something visual um, to sort of look at. So what I would probably encourage for our listeners is if you are wanting to learn how to use Photoshop, which hopefully you are because you're listening to this episode, um, open up Photoshop on your desktop if you have it available and re-listen to this one section and sort of guide yourself through those different five areas that Aaron mentioned so that you can sort of click along and, and learn as you listen to him describe each one. Okay, next question I have for you, and this is honestly a little bit more open-ended, like all my questions are, but I feel like most of my remaining questions are going to come from once I'm actually in Photoshop itself. Are there any best practices that you want to share with us for using Photoshop that you feel like would be good to share with a beginner like me? Oh yeah, absolutely. 
So when it comes to best practices, though, it usually depends on the project that you're working on. In all instances, though, it's always best practice to make sure that you know what your pixel dimensions need to be and where your art will be showing up. So knowing these things before jumping into Photoshop will make a project super smooth. Also, this may not be a best practice, but it definitely helps. Don't be afraid to explore. There are so many times I can remember creating something awesome by accident. Happy accidents can only happen if you explore the options and aren't afraid to mess anything up. There's really nothing that you can do that an undo can't fix. <laughs> That's totally true. I can't tell you how many times I do something and I'm like, control Z, control Z, not even just in Photoshop, but in any software, really. Yeah. Um, I, I like how you say that, happy accidents, because that's truly what they are. I still make them, too. I, I have my finger literally on Command-Z the whole time I'm in Photoshop. I feel like we just revealed that because I control-Z and you Command-Z that we are a household that both appreciates Apple products and Microsoft products. That is very true. And yet somehow we still collaborate so seamlessly. Okay. So hearing you talk about how amazing Photoshop is and honestly seeing the level of work that you've been able to produce in it, I know it's not exactly a skill that just develops overnight. And it's not really just about the technical skills. It's a lot of the, the soft skills as well that come with um, being a designer. That said, how long would somebody expect to need to use Photoshop before they can consider themselves going from being a beginner, maybe to like intermediate or a self-proclaimed master or a certified expert of Photoshop? Well, as with anything, the more you do it, the better you get. Whenever I was in college, I used Photoshop literally every day. So working on assignments and personal projects and just anything I could think of really helped get me the, to the skill level that I am today. But it wasn't until I started teaching it that I really started mastering it. And there's another saying that if you want to learn something, teach it. And it's true, honestly. So as for timeline is concerned, there really isn't one. It just depends on how passionate you are about learning it. One thing that I've learned is that just when you think you know it all, there's something more to learn. And it's so true because there are days where I feel like I am like just killing it in Photoshop. And then something happens, and I end up learning something completely new, and I didn't even know it before. And it like increases my skill level like to the nth degree, and now I have another skill under my belt, you know? And so having the open mind to learn constantly is going to help you master the software. That is so true. And that's not true just in Photoshop. I feel like in anything. Um, have confidence in your skills. I love that you, you can share that with people, that you're confident in your ability using Photoshop. But I think it's always important, too, to remain humble, to know that just because you might be really skilled in it, you don't know everything. And software is constantly evolving and changing. So there's always going to be new things that you can pick up or, or new um, features that it's going to come out with that you'll need to learn and when that happens, you become a beginner in that sense all over again. It's funny you say that because Photoshop literally comes out with changes all the time. And so it's constantly evolving. And so the program today is completely different than what it was 10 years ago. Well, that makes sense because you are a much different designer today than you were 10 years ago as well. Okay. So this next one is a fun one, because I think if we're going to be spending a lot of time doing something, we need to be having fun doing it. What is your absolute favorite feature in Photoshop or your favorite type of work um, that you like to create using it? Oh, goodness. I would have to say my favorite Photoshop feature has to be content aware. 
Content Aware is this feature in Photoshop that allows you to replace any selected pixels with pixels that are adjacent to the selection itself. So let's say you found this amazing picture of a sunset, but there's this like huge ugly seagull in the middle of it, right? Well, if you used Content Aware and made a selection around the bird, with one click, boom, it's gone. And I, can I can't tell you how many times Content Aware has come in handy for me. It's so amazing. But as far as work goes in Photoshop, I'd have to say that my favorite thing to do is cut objects out from their background. It can be a process, but there's so many different ways to do it that I love learning new, faster ways to accomplish the same result. And for those of you that struggle with this, I'm definitely working on a few resources that'll level up your background removal skills. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Yeah, and there's actually, you've, you've used a few words kind of as we've gone through this that I've written down, and I'm probably going to go back and ask you what they mean a little bit later. But you've talked a lot about pixels being so relevant in Photoshop. So I want to mention that um, Aaron has a blog post he's put on the creativecrossing.com that talks quite a bit about pixel dimension. So be sure to check that out if you are a designer or you are anybody who um, works on creating images in Photoshop or whatever tool you use. I think it's, it's super educational. It taught me a lot. Okay, last question then. I know I am super fortunate to be able to be learning Photoshop while married to someone who's very well versed using it, but can you share what are some resources that you would recommend for somebody as they are getting started with it or if they are working on a project and need help figuring out how to do something in Photoshop? Yes, of course. Like I mentioned before, I'm working on creating a library of helpful tips and tricks for all the major softwares. But I do know that Adobe has a nice extensive collection of tutorials that are very helpful to creatives at any skill level. If tutorials aren't your thing though, and you learn better with hands-on coaching, I offer Photoshop coaching sessions through the Creative Crossing website. Just visit thecreativecrossing.com and book a session. Outside of those suggestions, I would definitely recommend checking out different channels on YouTube. They have so many different channels on YouTube that have tutorials in them. And I check out YouTube all the time for something new. Uh, a lot of my own supplemental learning has come from watching these YouTube videos. No, that's so true. And if you guys find a couple of channels that you all love um, after watching, share those with us because we would love to promote other people in this space, um, especially if they've already put really good content out there. I think that's cool to be able to promote them up. Okay, Aaron. Well, thank you so much. I know that a lot of my questions were probably more conceptual and foundational level, but I really do appreciate you sitting down and going through these with me and answering all my initial questions I have as I now head into um, giving Photoshop a true try. And I know I'm probably going to have a lot more questions and probably end up with a lot of unintentional layers. And who knows, maybe we'll make another awesome future episode once I've given it a try um, a couple of times and, and see what my outcomes were. Yeah, of course. I'm always happy to help. And I really am excited that you've decided to jump on the Adobe train finally. I'm hoping we can dive right into Photoshop right after finishing this episode, you know, and, you know, keep that momentum up. <laughs> no, let's do it because we're already here. Um, and that actually sounds really fun. And I already have in mind the first project I want to tackle with Christmas coming up. So let's do it. I sense Christmas cards coming. All right. Well, it seems Brianna and I are off to do some Photoshopping. We hope that today's episode was helpful in getting you started with some basics and Q&A on Photoshop. But honestly, the best way to learn is by getting in there and practicing. Photoshop is definitely one of those programs that you have to start using to learn. And don't be afraid to click around. Test out features, tools, settings. Just get all muddy with it. And remember, if you find yourself needing help, don't hesitate to reach out on our website. Or better yet, book a session with me, and I'll help you on your very own project. 
And before we say goodbye, let us know what you thought of today's episode by subscribing to our show and leaving us a review. Those reviews mean so much to us, and we really appreciate the opportunity to hear from you directly so we know what you like and what you want to hear more of. Last but certainly not least, we welcome you back to check us out on social media by searching at The Creative Crossing or by visiting thecreativecrossing.com. We'll be continuing to grow our content to serve you better and better. And with that, thanks for listening, and we hope to catch you on the next episode of The Creative Crossing.